and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Another episode here, the first one of 2023. Here's to a uh, a new year of Disney news and hopefully, hopefully good Disney news. You know, last week's episode, we talked about uh, the top five Disney moments of 2022 and, uh, you know, whether, you know, you, how, depending on how you look at it, whether that was good or good or bad, some of my picks, you know, I think we can all agree that Bob Chappick getting fired uh, was a good one. But, you know, there were some negative things that happened at Disney throughout the year as well. So let's hope that this year is, uh, you know, full of positive vibes at Disney. Before we get into everything, got to plug all the socials here. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok, Disney World Today. Uh, you can shoot me a message anytime on Instagram. My DMs are always open. Whether you have ideas or suggestions for the show, topic ideas, top fives, questions, comments, anything like that. If you see something cool, feel free to send it my way. Our episode today is actually uh, from someone who sent me a message on Instagram. So feel free to hit me up there. Wherever you're listening to this, if you can hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review, I would truly appreciate it. And if you write me a review... I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Like I said, uh, last week's episode, we talked top five Disney moments of the year of 2022. Um, there were some good ones, some big ones, some sad ones. Um, you know, if you haven't listened already, it's available everywhere. Uh, but spoiler alert, Bob Chappick getting fired, you know, was the big one. So now, you know, as we enter a new year, you know, um, Bob Iger is in control. We'll see what he does. You know, let's see what he's up to. You know, so far, nothing has really changed except maybe the morale, the the culture there, you know, behind the scenes. It kind of seems like that's what he's doing more of. So we'll see what happens here in 2023. This week's episode, like I mentioned earlier, this one was sent in on Instagram by Amanda Matteo. Uh, she sent me a message saying uh, that she had an idea for a show topic. She said that an episode on Disney food, snacks, restaurants, something like that uh, would be good, would be interesting. So uh, because of that suggestion, thank you, Amanda. Our episode today is top five Disney World breakfast restaurants. I'm always hesitant uh, when it comes to doing episodes based on Disney World food and snacks and restaurants for a few reasons. One, I feel like it's so hard to choose, you know, whether it's snacks, foods, you know, restaurants, quick service, anything like that. It's always hard to choose. Um, but also, like, I feel like it's, you know, my list is kind of always changing what my favorite restaurant is, what my favorite food is at Disney. Kind of depends on what's there, what's closed, what's open. Um, but also, I just feel like it, I, it's not my area of expertise, you know, like, I feel like for me, I'm good at like uh, retro Disney stuff, Disney attractions, creating new theming, new rides, like like stuff like that. I've always felt like I could talk more about that. I'm better, you know, I'm like I'm more knowledgeable about. When it comes to Disney food, I always feel like I've been lacking in that department um, for a few reasons. Like, I feel like if you're a local, if you're in Florida and you go to Disney like that often, like you definitely know more. Disney food, Disney snacks, like than me, you know, cause you're going there all the time. You're able to try all the new stuff. You know where everything is like for me and, and my knowledge of Disney food and snacks, like 
it's solely based on my vacation trips. And a lot of times, like when you're on a family vacation, you know, the, your Disney food, your Disney meals are, you know, not as frequent. For example, like, so when I would go with my family, with my parents and my sister, a lot of times we probably wouldn't have three Disney meals a day, if I'm being honest, you know, maybe you'd have like a big breakfast buffet and that would hold you over through lunch and you just have a snack at lunch in the hotel room. Then you have, you know, we, we'd have a rental car and we'd drive to like Chili's for dinner. I then, you know, drive back or drive to the boardwalk and take the boat to Epcot or something like that. Like, so like our Disney trips with, in regards to food, you know, maybe a little different than everyone else's. Like we always kind of said like, okay, you know, you're paying top dollar for Disney. You're paying, you know, airfare, hotel, park passes. We need to try to save money where we can. And we're going to do that with food. And it makes sense. I get it now that I'm older, you know, a lot of times too, like, uh, our breakfasts at Disney, you know, we weren't going to sit downs. We weren't, you know, going to sit down maybe once a trip, you know, we would stop at a public stop at a Walmart and we'd pick up, you know, a box of donuts or a box of oatmeal, pop tarts, stuff like that. So that we could have that in the room for breakfast you know, kind of save time, save money, and then go in the parks and have, you know, a lunch somewhere, have a dinner somewhere. So that's why I've always been a little hesitant, but I do love my breakfast and breakfast at Disney is my absolute favorite. So I took your suggestion, Amanda, and I'm doing top five Disney World breakfast restaurants. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Now, I'm not the biggest breakfast person when it comes to like a daily basis, like I'm not going to sit down before work and have a bowl of cereal or, you know, a, a bagel like that. I, as unhealthy as that is, I'm more of just grab a coffee and uh, maybe have a snack or two before lunch and just got to make it to lunch. Like, that's kind of how I am. Unless I'm going somewhere for a nice breakfast. I love going out for breakfast, whether it's on the weekends or if I have a day off from work. Like, there was a stretch for a while at my old job uh, where on, during the summers we were off on Fridays. And every Friday during the summer, I would go to this small, tiny little breakfast place, same corner table, get the same, you know, meal every time, knew the, the waiters by, by name, you know, it, it was so good. And so like when I would go to Disney, it was always a treat to have a good breakfast because I wasn't having that a lot throughout the year, especially when I was younger. Now throughout the year, you know, maybe we'd go out to breakfast uh, a few times you know, for a special occasion, for a, a Father's Day, a birthday. But very rarely, you know, was I having like a good breakfast. I'd have, you know, cereal, the toaster strudels or, you know, stuff like that, Pop-Tarts. Um, and so when it comes to like Disney World breakfast, especially too, like back in the day when my entire family would go, even then we wouldn't really eat breakfast on Disney property that much. You know, kind of how I mentioned in uh, my intro, you know, there was nine of us. So 
we would try to save money where we could. We, we would rent a car, we'd get one of those big Astro vans, all nine of us would fit in the van. And so our breakfasts were very rarely, you know, at the parks because at the parks, especially for a buffet, you're paying top dollar, you know, for the same food you could get elsewhere. So for a while there, um, when I was pretty young, like we'd be going off property to IHOP, Sizzler, uh, Ponderosa, uh, friendlies, you know, stuff like that. Those, those local Orlando restaurants. If you're a local, if you're, you know, someone who would always rent a car, maybe you've been to those same places because they're not far, you know, the Ponderosa, the Sizzler, like most of the people there were, you know, people who were going to Disney and either, you know, driving off property or staying off property. So those were our breakfasts for a while. And it wasn't until I'd say like maybe like the last 10 years um, that we kind of focus more on having sit-down Disney breakfast buffets. Um, it's just something I think we, you know, we wanted to start off the day right and have a good full meal. I think we'd all kind of rather have, you know, a big breakfast that would hold us till lunch and then maybe have a smaller lunch, whether it's at the hotel or a snack at the park, and then have like a nice dinner. I think that's when we realized that was like our best strategy for attacking like a Disney park day. You know, there were times when it was just the four of us going, my parents and my sister, like, <laughs> this is exactly how we were back then. Like, our goal was to get to the park as quickly as possible, save money on food, and, like, those were the two priorities. So we would we would go every single time our first day, we would go to Animal Kingdom, and before Animal Kingdom, we would stop at McDonald's. That McDonald's that's over uh, by the Animal Kingdom area, and we would get what we call a Disney breakfast, which was a uh, egg McMuffin and a Coke. Because <laughs> we weren't, me and my sister weren't drinking coffee yet. We were young. Uh, so we'd get an egg McMuffin and a Coke to kind of energize us. And we always called that, we always referred to that as a Disney breakfast. Because we'd go, go through the drive-thru, eat it in the car. Boom, now we're inside Animal Kingdom. Pretty glad that we don't do that anymore for, for multiple reasons. So now that I'm older... I'm more sophisticated. I like to sit down and enjoy my breakfast. I felt like, yeah, okay, I'll take your suggestion, Amanda. I'll do a, a, a topic on food. How about Disney breakfast? So I'm going to do my top five Disney breakfast restaurants. I'm talking um, a place where you could sit down and eat. Uh, it was kind of hard to pick because there's a few that I listed that is it a sit down is it necessarily quick service it's kind of both so you'll see when we when we get to it on my list here but i wanted to do disney breakfast it should be fun uh, i have five i also have a decent amount of honorable mentions because there was a few that i wrote down too that uh no longer exists and i i wanted to talk and include those so i have to say too um if i missed some on my list i there's a there's a couple that i wanted to put on my list <laughs> but I've never actually eaten breakfast at. And I felt like it wasn't fair uh, for me to, if I'm doing my personal list, I can't, I can't put a, a place I've never eaten at on there. Like, I know how good it is. I've heard how good it is. My family's eaten there, but I personally haven't, so I could not include it. So my top five are places that I have eaten at. Trust me, there's a couple that I know I left out. We'll talk about those in the honorable mentions, but let's start us off here with my number five pick. My number five pick is Kona Cafe at Disney's Polynesian Resort. And I have to admit, if I were to uh, make this li list a few years ago, uh, this probably would have been 
ranked higher or lower, however you want to put it. Um, because like the last time I was there, it wasn't, it wasn't as good as I remember. It, you know, it's still good. Don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't as I remembered, but it still makes my list number five. And, you know, partly, you know, when you have something as iconic as Tonga toast, it kind of puts you out, you know, in front, it kind of sets you apart from the rest. You know, a lot of people, they may argue that Disney breakfasts and breakfast buffets, like it's all the same food, no matter where you go, uh, which I, I don't agree with because there's other things that play into it. And I kind of included those things into my list as well. So like Kona cafe, not a buffet, you know, they have a good variety on their menu. Uh, they have like your basic, you know, eggs and bacon and omelets. And they have like a more kind of unique spin on things with the Hawaiian theme. And like I mentioned before, Tonga toast, a giant stuffed French toast. When you have something, you know, at Disney that is memorable like that, like people go out of their way to go to Kona Cafe just for that toast. So that makes sense. You know, part of the reason why it's on my list too is it's at the Polynesian and I love the Polynesian Resort. And it's an excuse to go to the Polynesian and hang out there because, you know, I, I've never stayed there. It's on my bucket list. I would love to stay there. And when you, you know, when you're booking a breakfast, you kind of have to keep in mind, like, what is our, you know, plan for the day? Like for us, you know, that's a perfect way to go, you know, spend a day at the Magic Kingdom, go to the Polynesian. You know, we can drive there, park. Hey, we got reservations. We're allowed to park here, eat our breakfast at the Polynesian. Now we can, you know, take the monorail to the Magic Kingdom, something we're not able to do that often, especially now with how they've kind of changed all the rules and stuff. Back in the day, we used to just drive to the Contemporary and just tell them at the gate, like, yeah, we're just going to go, you know, walk around and shop. But, oh, no problem. Go ahead. Now you have to have like a, a dining reservation just to get into the resorts. So we're not able to just go hang out at the Contemporary or go and just ride the monorail all day just because we want to. Um, so this is like kind of how we plan our days. Like, okay, we want to ride the monorail. We want to go to the Magic Kingdom. Let's get a breakfast at one of the, uh, you know, Magic Kingdom resorts, Polynesian, Kona Cafe. I love, you know, I, the one thing I don't love about it is like just where it's located. You know, it's not... It's not very secluded. Like you can sit at your table and you see just like the lobby and people walking around. I think it kind of takes away from the Hawaiian ambiance. Um, it would be cool if it was like more kind of secluded and you can kind of just enjoy like the music and stuff that they have playing, but it's just like a small nitpicky thing. Um, but I just, I love being at the Polynesian. You know, they have the Tonga toast. It's a good breakfast. I usually, I think it's called like the big kahuna. And the last time I went, it wasn't on the menu, which is why, like I said, it wasn't as good as I remembered and it wasn't, you know, higher or better ranked on my list is because we get the menus and it's like everything was all different. And I just wanted, you know, like a, a basic breakfast. I didn't want anything fancy. I wanted eggs, bacon, sausage, pancakes, that kind of thing. I didn't really have that. And I had to ask the waiter about it and he was like, oh yeah, you can still order it. It's just not on the menu, which was kind of confusing. And it was like, well, why? You know, why is it on the menu then if you could still order it? So that's why it's on my list here, Kona Cafe. Um, let me know on Instagram if you agree or disagree. But the Tonga Toast, the fact that it's at the Polynesian and it's a decent breakfast is why it's my number five. All right, for my number four pick here, 
I wasn't sure where to put this one. There's a couple on my list I probably could have switched around, but I'm going to stick with my gut here. My number four pick is Whispering Canyon at Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Now, Whispering Canyon, why I have it at my number four. If you've never eaten at Whispering Canyon, I'm going to do my best here to kind of explain to you what kind of sit-down restaurant it is. It's one of those places where the staff and like the waiters and everything, they're kind of playing like a character. They're in character, and these characters are very sarcastic. Uh, they sassy. They have an attitude, snarky, and that's part of the show. Like, for example, like if you ask for some ketchup, they'll round up like every single bottle of ketchup in the restaurant and then put like 25 of them down on your table. And they'll make like sarcastic comments. They'll make you like run around the, the restaurant on a wooden horse and stuff like that. So it, it's one of those restaurants. Here in Chicago, we used to have a place called Ed DeBevix where it was kind of like that, where they would kind of back talk and give you attitude and be snazzy. And that was like part of the show and part of the experience. So that's why it's my number four because, all right, it's, I don't mind that. Like, I appreciate it. It's fun. It's an experience. If you want breakfast and an experience, it's perfect. But then there's other times where it's like, hey, you know what, buddy? Can I just get another coffee? Like, I'm, you know, I'm hungry. I'm tired. I'm just trying to drink my coffee and eat my food here. I don't want to deal with your shtick. Like, I don't want to come off as a Krabby Patty here. But there's just sometimes you're like, hey, I appreciate the shtick. I appreciate the show. Um... But we're also here, we just kind of want to enjoy our food and not really get into it too much. And our last trip, we went there, uh, my wife had never been there before, so we took her there. And that's kind of how we were. Like, it was our first day in, like, the day after, like, traveling up early. We're all kind of tired, a little cranky. We haven't had our coffee yet. And we just kind of wanted to drink our coffee and eat and enjoy it. And uh, our waiter, I got to give him credit, I think he understood. Like, he gave us, you know enough sass and stuff but he kept it almost like at a meal he made sure that our you know coffees were filled that the food was flowing then after all that then he could kind of you know play it up a little bit so I, I definitely appreciated that and it's not a traditional buffet uh where you go up and grab a plate and serve yourself but it is family style all you can eat so they bring you like these giant metal pans um, you know, full of food and they have you know the your standard Disney breakfast eggs bacon sausage um Mickey waffles. They have biscuits and gravy there. I what else? They had something else that was a little different. It might have been like turkey sausage, or they had something that was a little uh, different there. Which we tried them all, and like the way it was set up is that like um, there's like different like platters almost. There's like three to choose from. It's like the the, the regular, the vegetarian, and like some other one. Um, so like everyone at your table, if you each like pick. You know one of the different ones then you get the entire menu you know you don't you're not just stuck with eggs bacon and you know waffles or whatever so the food is really good it's there's something about being served in this giant metal bowl that just it makes it taste better it's like you're having like an old-fashioned country breakfast the biscuits and gravy um you know the eggs the bacon mickey waffles all that it's all great food you know, I, I like the environment. I like being at Wilderness Lodge. Again, another one of my favorite resorts. Kind of gives you that camping feel. And it, again, too, I like that if you want, you can really play into the experience. If you've never been there before, you're, it's probably a totally different experience. But we've been there multiple times. You know, we just kind of wanted to get a little taste of it. But mainly we were there to just kind of eat 
and drink our coffee. And our waiter, I think, understood that. He was great. Um, you know, the trick with these places with the family style, you know, we, we love our buffets and family style. Yeah, it's all you can eat. The trick is as soon as they bring out like a platter is to ask for more right away. So, for example, like if you're running low on, you know, bacon or sausage, when the waiter comes back, you, you're like, hey, can we get some more bacon? Can we get some more Mickey waffles and some more sausage? And then they'll go and make more. The trick is as soon as they drop it off, just be like, hey, you know what? Can we get started like another thing of bacon and some more eggs? Because we're about to destroy this. That way, by the time you finish your first plate, he's already back with more. So that's my little trick with the family styles there at Disney and Whispering Canyon. It's definitely worth a trip if you've never been there. If you want the the kind of experience, the kind of show value, you can really... Um, get into it with the staff and stuff. I love being at Wilderness Lodge again. You're close to Magic Kingdom. It's an excuse to kind of go to the Magic Kingdom. You can take the boat across, you know, kind of hang out at the monorail area resorts and stuff. So Whispering Canyon, uh, I think is a pretty solid choice here for my number four. All right, let's move on here to my number three pick. My number three pick is where it gets, I don't want to say controversial, but I might be some blowback on this one. My number three pick is your resort food court. Now, I wasn't sure if I should put this one on the list and where I should put it because is it a restaurant? No, I don't think so. Is it quick service? Kind of, yeah, it's kind of both, you know? Like the one I'm specifically thinking of in my head that made me put this on my list, um, if you guys have listened to the show and you know me and followed me, uh, I've said at Art of Animation a lot, and the Art of Animation food court I will put in my top five for favorite places to eat breakfast because, well, there are multiple reasons, but it I had to put on my list, um, you know, the food courts, quick service places at your resorts. You know, each one's a little different. Each one may offer different types of food. The seating is different. The layout is different. Like, for example, Art of Animation, I love your kind of typical food court, Pop Century, same thing. Saratoga Springs, they don't have a food court. They have a quick service area. Um, and it's just, it's a lot different. Like I, if I had never stayed at Art of Animation, I don't know if I would have included food courts on my list. Cause like Saratoga, for example, like we got it to go every morning because, you know, it's not the biggest area around there. There's a small seating area. It's, you know, it's not laid out like your typical food court. They don't have the largest selection of foods and stuff. Whereas at Art of Animation, you know, it's huge. They have a big variety of food. They have like four different uh, drink stations. You're separated from, you know, the lobby and the, the gift shop. Like you have your own kind of space. You never have to worry about finding a place to sit. And that's why it's on my list because... You know, if you want to go, you know, to the parks, you know, a lot of times you're going right from breakfast to the park. Like you can walk down to the food court. It's a maybe five minute walk from anywhere on property. You know, you walk in, the soundtrack is fire. The the soundtrack in the Art of Animation food court, I've looked up on Spotify and made a playlist because every single song I feel like is just a great, you know, cover version of a classic Disney song. So you walk in, there's plenty of seating you never have to worry about finding a place to sit and being packed and, and crowded and stuff you can go up they have like 
what, like three different like kind of areas where you can grab your food from. They have like the hot foods where they offer like omelets. They have uh, the one I was getting was, I think it was called like the bounty platter. And it comes with like eggs, bacon, sausage, waffles, hash browns, like all this kind of stuff. Um, it's all decently priced. They have a good variety. They have really good breakfast sandwiches, like hot and ready. So if you don't want to stand in line and wait for the guy to make your omelet or make your eggs, they have just a row of, you know, two or three different types of breakfast sandwiches ready to go. You could just grab it, pay at the counter and boom, start eating. They have like three or four different drink stations with all your sodas and water and coffee, most importantly. And it, it's just everything about it. And then when you're done eating, it's a, you know, 30 second walk to the bus stop you can head into the park and the food is good it's not bad food i i I feel like you say food court and just people automatically think oh it's bad food it's good i've had the the chocolate chip pancakes the bacon's always good the sausage the eggs omelets the breakfast sandwiches are really good i'd rather have one of those breakfast sandwiches than you know duncan or mcdonald's or any place like that you know and what's kind of nice about the food courts too is that kind of each resort is a little different. You could try different ones if you really wanted to. Um, you know, I, I mentioned Art of Animation. Pop Century is kind of similar to Art of Animation with the size and the layout and everything. You know, growing up, I do remember um, Coronado Springs. We stayed there. They had a food court. Uh, I believe we still have the food trays uh, from the Coronado Springs uh, food court. I forget the name, uh, what it was called, but my grandma had two of the the food trays from the food court there pretty cool piece of memorabilia there um dixie landings or port orleans they had like their little version of a food court that one doesn't even like feel like a food court because it's you know kind of themed you know the inside's kind of themed and they have like the food area again they have a huge kind of dining area you don't have to worry about um finding a place to to sit and eat caribbean beach used to have i think they recently changed theirs but their food court used to be kind of themed like uh like you were outside like on the streets and they had like a the, the ceiling was painted like a sky and like the different food places had like almost like a little storefront that was always pretty cool and of course like the all-star resorts have their food courts as well you know i had to include it on my list because i've stated art of animation so many times and one of my favorite things to do is to kind of wake up walk down to the food court i'll, I'll grab a coffee kind of walk back and kind of sip it as I'm getting ready. Then we all kind of head down to the food court, um, you know, get our food, eat, sit down, relax, uh, get another coffee refill, you know, and then when you finish your food, finish your coffee, I like to kind of uh, fill up my mug with either, you know, like a Powerade or a water and then just kind of sip that, drink that, you know, while we wait for the bus and head to the parks. And it's convenient, the food's good. It doesn't feel like a food court. It doesn't feel like quick service. And uh, that's why I had to put it on my list here uh, at number three. All right, we've made it to the top two now. For my number two pick, this one was my number one for a long time. But my number two pick is Trails and Buffeteria at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, so this one's a family favorite. This is one we have to go to every year. Uh, this one was, like I said, this one was my number one for the longest time. Because this is where we go to absolutely stuff ourselves like to the point where we can't move this is where we go when we want to feel like that for breakfast you know trails End. it's been around a while we've been going to this one forever i remember going here and um it was like 
I had to be like 16 or 17. I remember is when we really started to enjoy it because when my buddy Brian came with in 2008, like we planned out, I think we went to this one like two or three times. And I know we went there for dinner as well, but like this is where we go to absolutely stuff ourselves, to eat, to have a good breakfast that holds you over until like three o'clock in the afternoon. And this one's your typical buffet, all you can eat, all you can drink, and I believe like it's all included in like one price. So like I'll go, you know, I'll get a coffee. I'll ask for a water. I'll ask for an apple juice, maybe a chocolate milk. I got like five different drinks in front of me as I'm stuffing myself with bacon and eggs and sausage. And the variety of food, I got to say, they have a, a good variety here as well. Like I said, they have your eggs, bacon, sausage, Mickey waffles. But then they also have like a little cereal bar. They have like a yogurt bar, they have fresh fruit. I believe they have like, I think it's ham, like fresh sliced ham. They have Mexican pizza, breakfast pizza, uh, you know, uh, potatoes and meat and potatoes, biscuits and gravy. They have everything here, like pastries, um, granola, croissants, bagels, pretty much anything you can think of they have here uh, for breakfast. And the staff is always very nice, very friendly. Again, another place that makes you feel like, definitely at this place, makes you feel like you're having an old-fashioned country breakfast. Um, this is like, the, like one of my dad's favorite. I think they have like French toast here as well, I want to say. But yeah, my, my family loves this one. We always make it a point to uh, come to Fort Wilderness for Trail's End, uh, especially like on a Magic Kingdom day, because again, you could just take the boat over then to the Magic Kingdom. And that's, I got to say though, that's like my main complaint about it now. It's not the easiest to get to, unfortunately. Like I've kind of mentioned, sometimes when you go to breakfast, you just want to get there, sit down, drink your coffee, and eat. Going to Trail's End, unfortunately, it's kind of a hassle. It's a process. Unless you're staying there, it's a little different, but we don't stay there. So we have to you kind of, you know, get up, get ready, get in the car, drive over to Fort Wilderness, park at the front, wait for a bus to take you to the back of the park, then check in for, you know, for breakfast, wait till your tail's ready, then you can kind of go in and eat. Then, you know, you gotta wait for a boat, take the boat across the Magic Kingdom. It's a process, you know, and then too, you gotta think coming back when you're at the Magic Kingdom, can't really just go right back to your hotel. You gotta take the, wait for the boat, take the boat bet back to Fort Wilderness, then wait for a bus to take you from the back of the resort to the front of the resort where the parking is, and then drive back to your hotel kind of a process that's that's my main complaint about it food wise though I, I love it i absolutely love the food there this is like the place where i would go my first plate you get a little bit of everything and then as my plates go on i get just instead of getting a little bit of everything i'll get some more eggs get some more bacon get more get more sausage then on the the next plate you know a little bit more eggs a little bit more bacon then on my last plate, it's just like a pound of bacon on my plate. I used to take pictures and send them to my grandpa. He was always so proud of how much bacon I could eat there. And it, it was always so good. Um, you know, when you leave too, uh, they have like their little drink uh, refill, like mug station in there. Because uh, I always carry my refillable mug with me. You know, fill it up with some coffee or some water or some Powerade. And, you know, you're ready for the day. So... Fort Wilderness and Trails and Buffeteria, it, it's a solid pick. The food there is really good. 
Uh, I recommend it to anyone if you haven't tried it already. And it was my number one for the longest time, you know, until we started kind of trying other places. And I, and I honestly think that because it's kind of, yeah, I don't want to say a hassle, but kind of a hassle to get to and from is maybe why it dropped to number two. But my number two pick, Trails and Buffeteria. All right, we've made it to number one. My number one pick is a new favorite, a recent one for a few reasons. I talked about, you know, Fort Wilderness. Now that I'm older, I kind of realize and understand um, the process it takes to kind of get there for breakfast and, you know, your, what you're doing afterwards and getting to the Magic Kingdom and getting back to your resort. That played a role, but also, you know, the closing of one of my other favorite breakfast places also played a role in this one. But my number one pick is Cape May Cafe. This one is located at the Beach Club, the yacht and beach over there uh, attached to the boardwalk area. New England style, uh, you know, maybe more known for their seafood kind of menu, lunch and dinner. But as far as breakfast, it's my new favorite. They have your, you know, your typical breakfast foods. It's your typical buffet where you can stuff yourself. And uh, during kind of COVID and post-COVID, they switched it to family style. It wasn't like, you know, it, you know, grab a plate and serve yourself. It was, they switched to family style and it was still just as good. We went there for the first time when it was family style and the staff was super friendly. You know, with a lot of my picks, I have to take into account where it is. It's at the boardwalk area, my favorite area. I love going to the boardwalk and uh, it kind of gives you a, an excuse to go there. And, you know, once you're there, you can hit up Epcot. You can hit up Hollywood Studios. It gives you options. It's nice and themed on the inside. It's just everything about the inside I love. It, it, it's very comfy and cozy in there. Very laid back. It definitely feels like one of those old New England kind of style places. And the food was great. Um, uh, the omelets, the eggs and bacon, Mickey waffles, they had like yogurt parfaits and different yogurts and fresh fruit and kind of a little bit for everything for, uh, you know, for everyone to enjoy there. And I want to say, I could be wrong, but I think they just switched back to your normal buffet style. So I'd, I'm definitely going to have to go back and try that one again. But that's like one of our new favorites. I, and, you know, it, whenever we have to go to Epcot or Hollywood Studios on one of those days, that's going to probably be our breakfast of choice. Uh, I remember this last trip when we went, we ate at Cape May. And I had so much coffee. Oh, my God. We had so much coffee. And uh, then me and my wife walked to Epcot instead of taking the boat. And I was, I needed a nap so bad by the time I got there. But love everything about it. I love the resort. I love the boardwalk area. The food is great. Uh, the staff was super friendly. And for those reasons, it's my new number one favorite Cape May Cafe. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. So, before we go over the ones that you guys sent in on Instagram, Let's do some honorable mentions here. Let's start off with The Wave, the former dining um, establishment at the Contemporary. This was my number one. The Wave was my favorite. Um, that was our favorite place to go for breakfast. It's at the Contemporary. It's very easy to get to and get to the Magic Kingdom. You know, unlike Trails End, where you got to take 
a bus and then a boat and then a, a, a boat back to a bus and then a car. This one, just drive to the Contemporary Park. You can take the monorail, you can hang out at the Contemporary and the food there was so good. One of my all-time favorite buffets anywhere. Um, just the, the different varieties of food they had. I believe this is where we got, I think it was sweet potato pancakes, I think they had. I think that's what it was. Um, and they were delicious. And I didn't, I was not expecting to, to like them as much as I did. Um, you know, the your typical stuff with eggs and bacon and sausage and Mickey waffles. They had pastries, yogurts, fresh fruit. I think they had like ham and, and salmon and stuff. So that was my, my number one favorite. Unfortunately, they changed it to, um, what is it? It's a steakhouse now, which I've heard good things, but I'll always uh, remember the wave. Another honorable mention uh, that I had, um, that I had to put on here, um, or actually two of them, I, I haven't eaten at. I got to be honest, guys, if you're asking why aren't these on the list, Boma and Topolino's. Boma is the one we've tried to eat at a couple times, and something... I forget why we didn't the first time. The second time it was kind of during the pandemic and it wasn't buffet or it wasn't open. Um, and then my parents went and tried it um, this past summer and, and when I didn't go and it was just as good as the hype. And it's one of those I need to try. I want to try. It's at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Everyone says it's amazing. I think they don't they have something like M&M pancakes or something like that there Definitely got to hit that one up. The other one with Topolino's, I think, is at Disney's Riviera, which I've heard a lot of good things about. And again, I haven't eaten there yet, so I could not include it on my list. I did want to include, though, again, this one's kind of like the food courts, the Boardwalk Bakery. Like, where does this one fall? Because this was a place we used to go to a lot um, when we wanted to go to Epcot or Hollywood Studios we would drive to the boardwalk and we would go to the boardwalk bakery and we'd have like a nice breakfast over there, you know, kind of sit down. They have the mug refill station right inside there. They had a good variety of, of sandwiches, fresh pastries. We always loved the, the chocolate croissants there were our favorite. Like they were always so fresh. Um, and you know, but the only thing I didn't really like about that is that you had to eat outside and sometimes in July, even at 9 a.m., you know, it's 90 degrees and you're sitting in the sun drinking hot coffee, eating a bagel with cream cheese. It's uh, sometimes not super enjoyable. Another one I had here was Cinderella's Royal Table. I haven't eaten here since I was a kid. Um, we went there with my entire family, grandma, grandpa, my aunt, my cousins. We ate there and I just remember going there as a kid, eating inside, you know, Cinderella's Castle was a big deal. Remember the food being pretty good, taking pictures with like Peter Pan and stuff. Um, I also had Garden Grove, which was the uh, the buffet, I believe, at the Swan and Dolphin. I forget which one, but there was a stretch there. We stayed at the Swan and Dolphin for like, man, I want to say like five or six trips in a row. So like that was our go-to place. I remember like the omelets they were making, you know, fresh to order. There was a chef there and you told them, everything you wanted in it and, and how you wanted it done. And I remember that being pretty good as well. All right, now let's go over the places that you guys sent in on Instagram. I asked you guys, where's your favorite place to eat breakfast at Disney? This first one is from friend like me 93. She said at Disneyland Red Rose Tavern at Walt Disney World, Boma with three exclamation points. Boma is the top tier. See, 
man, I'm thinking I should put like a disclaimer at the start of this episode being like, just so you guys know, Boma is not in my top five because I haven't eaten there yet. Because I feel like you guys are going to listen to the list and be like, where's Boma? Where's Boma? I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there one day, I promise. Uh, this next one from stay underscore a tiny 25. I love going to Goofy's Kitchen or Plaza Inn. So delicious. I think Goofy's Kitchen is uh, Disneyland. Must love Disney, said Kona Cafe. Mrs. Stacy Fornis says Boma, such a nice buffet selection. Man, this is this is making me hungry uh, just thinking about it here and reading these. CWPLAX25 said Tusker House. I believe that's the restaurant at Animal Kingdom inside the park. I didn't have any actually inside the park because we never really eat inside the park that much at sit-downs. Very rarely do we do that. We kind of like to get our eating done either beforehand or like after we eat the park. For whatever reason, that's just kind of how it's um, always been. I guess I should probably add to my um, to my honorable mentions too, Chef Mickey's. I had Chef Mickey's on there. I haven't eaten there since probably I was like 14 or 15. I haven't had breakfast there in probably longer. Uh, but I remember going there with like my, my grandparents and my aunt and the food was always good. You know, I was a kid. I always felt like it was good, but you know, the best part is, uh, seeing Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and then swinging your napkin around. So I guess I got to add Chef Mickey as well. Uh, Yensid 81 said 1900 Park Fair. Okay. This one, this one I've heard good things. I think they have like really good eggs Benedict here. And I know my, my wife and her family used to eat here. The last time, I, I haven't eaten there yet, so I couldn't put it on my list. Um, my last trip, we were supposed to eat there, but it was like one of those, like we, you know, we schedule our breakfast reservations, you know, six months in advance now. And like the only opening they had was like 8 a.m. or 8.30. And like, it was like day five of the trip. And by that point, like we were so tired. We were like, yeah, maybe we're going to skip this uh this 8 a.m. breakfast at Grand Floridian. We'll just have something else. So it's on my list of places to try. I have heard good things. Um, this next one is from Holly Sharp 27. She said, Tusker House or Crystal Palace? Crystal Palace. I didn't, man, I guess I didn't realize they had breakfast there. Um, I've had the dinner buffet there and, and pretty and enjoyed it. It was pretty good. Hannah Raz said, breakfast buffets are where it's at. Cape May is the best. Okay, thank you. Yes, Cape May. Uh, my new number one favorite. Bella Luna 006 said Ohana. Will Shigelski said Kate May Cafe for sure. Even if I don't love characters at breakfast anymore. Is that a character breakfast? I, I'm trying to think. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I had my head in my plate for like 45 straight minutes just eating as much bacon as I possibly could. I don't even know if there were characters walking around. Applejack 73 said Chef Mickey. King Fergus said Trails End. Yeah, King Fergus knows what's up. He knows that when you go to Trails End, you're eating, eating. Adventures of Max and Greg said Ohana. I'm trying to think. I don't remember if I've eaten there. I get, there could be places I, I'm forgetting that, you know, I ate at when I was a kid and, then, you know, I just don't remember here. Uh, LEM146 said for sit down Trails End, quick service, Sleepy Hollow, and I'd love to try Homecoming. Trails End, yes, that's uh, on my list. Quick service, Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, if I was just doing like quick service um, places to, to grab a, a quick bite, 
that Sleepy Hollow uh, Nutella fruit waffle, definitely on there. Like I would kind of categorize that more as like a snack. But yeah, for like breakfast, you could you could fill up just on that. Uh, Sleepy Hollow is, is very good. They had one, I think during like the fall or during like Mickey's uh, Not So Scary, they had like a pumpkin themed one, I think. I would, I would love to try. And uh, Homecoming, yes, I haven't tried that either. Uh, this next one is from Magical Resorts Guide. Said current favorite is Topolinos. Yeah, I, that's what I keep hearing. I keep hearing it's it's really good, and uh, hopefully I can try it. Same thing here. Darth Dagan said Boma. Uh, this next one from A. G. LaFrance, sixteen Chef Mickey's all day. Man, Chef Mickey's. I miss Chef Mickey's. We haven't eaten there in a long time. Uh, and that was like one of my family's favorite to go. I, but I remember more going there for dinner. I remember they're going there because Grandpa liked to eat his steak and his, uh, his uh, was it brisket, I think he used to get, uh, ribeye or whatever. He used to, so we used to always go there for dinner and they had, you know, stuff ourselves for dinner. There. But I, I don't remember the breakfast as much. This next one from Missy806 said Cape May Cafe. So I'm glad to see. Uh, Cape May getting some love here. You know, I'm, I guess I'm late to the party. I had only eaten there for the first time a few years ago, uh, but it's definitely a, a popular choice here. Me Lilo 29. I don't know if I said that right. I am sorry. Uh, Amanda Mateo, only right that she uh, participated here and sent in her favorites, uh, considering that the entire episode is thanks to her. She said Ohana or Chef Mickey. I got to look up Ohana too, because I feel like I've been there. And I'm just not remembering it. And let's see, our last one here is going to be from Lord Nate Marshall. Said Chef Mickey's for monorail days, Crystal Palace for inside the park sit downs, but you can't beat the Main Street uh, Bakery. Make some really good points here. I like how you broke it down. That's exactly how I think. Chef Mickey's for monorail days, like days you want to ride the monorail. That's kind of why like Kona Cafe was on my list there. Uh, Crystal Palace for inside the park sit downs. Yes, I could see that. If I was going to do an inside the park sit down, Crystal Palace would probably be on my list because I liked the dinner buffet. It's at the Magic Kingdom. I like kind of where it's situated, easy to get to, right inside the park there. And uh, the Main Street Bakery, yeah, we usually stop there um, if we need another coffee. We stop there a lot just to get snacks, to be honest, like uh, get some cupcakes or pastries and stuff for the road. But thank you guys for sending in your picks. Um, it's another perk to uh, following me there on Instagram is uh, interacting. And I, I love seeing these. And a lot of times, too, it helps me kind of come up with my list or remind me of places that maybe I forgot. So thank you guys uh, for participating. But that's all I got uh, for this week's breakfast-themed episode here. Again, thank you to Amanda for setting it, uh, sending in the suggestion. Um, and it was nice, too, because she made it very like general, like food either snacks or restaurants something like that and that's why you know when i first read it i was like okay i, I need to do a food one because i haven't done enough of those and people love disney food like it disney food blog is huge online um and i was trying to think what should i do should i do snacks i think i've done an episode on park snacks which i think i'm going to revisit and redo i was like what else could i do and i i was probably sitting there like craving like a good breakfast skillet or something i was like yeah you know what Let's do top Disney breakfast places. So thank you for sending that in. Again, anyone else, if you guys have ideas or suggestions for the show, whether it's topic ideas, it could be general like food, could be specific like, hey, let's do top five this, top 10 that. 
uh, feel free to send in any ideas uh, to me on Instagram. My DMs are always open. Or even if you just want to stop by and say hi, if you're a fan of the show, if you have suggestions, if you find something cool, reels, TikToks, something Disney-related, something life-related, sports-related, feel free to send it my way. I did want to talk about a little bit. I, I mentioned, I think I mentioned last week. I want to, it might have been last week. I don't know, guys. The days kind of blend together. But uh, one of my good friends, my buddy Adam, who I had on the show earlier this summer, uh, him and his wife went to Orlando uh, for vacation. Not Disney specifically, uh, just Orlando, because it was kind of a last minute trip. He was texting me in December. He was like, hey, or it might, maybe it was like late November, but he was like, hey, you know, we're trying to schedule here like kind of a last minute trip to Florida. We're thinking Orlando, can we do Disney? Is that doable? And we kind of went over everything budget wise and between the budget and the price and the timeline, how close it was, it just wasn't doable. But they went to Orlando. Uh, they did uh, a little bit of Universal. They went to Disney Springs. They enjoyed the Orlando area. So I'm thinking about having him on uh, in the next couple weeks here. And uh, I want to do an episode. I think I'm going to do an episode of like, stuff to do like in Orlando or stuff to do on non-Disney days. I'm going to do something like that because I think we've all kind of been there where, especially if you're, you know, uh, someone like me who was going there like once a year, you know, family vacations. I think we all kind of had like those non-park days where either you drive to Universal for the day or you drive to Cocoa Beach or you drive to, you know, International Drive or, you know, whatever, SeaWorld. So I think I'm going to have him on, have like a quick little interview I don't think it'll be the whole episode, but I do want to get his take. Again, hes I've always kind of called him a casual Disney fan. He loves Florida. He's a fan of Orlando. He loves theme parks, and he's always appreciated Disney. So I would love to get his take on uh, Orlando in general, um, Universal City Walk, and Disney Springs, because they did both of those. So maybe we'll do something like a, with, you know, a Universal versus Disney kind of aspect. So... That's all I got for this episode. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review if you would so kindly. And if you do leave me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. So enjoy the rest of the week, the weekend, whatever it is. I hope it's warm by you. It's like 30 degrees with a little bit of snow flurries going on here. Wishing I was in Florida, wishing I was at Disney. That's for sure. I don't know when my next trip's going to be. But that's all I got, guys. Enjoy. Thank you again for listening. You guys are the best. And always remember, it all started with a mouse.